0: Welcome back to Global LPG Conversations. My name is David Appleton. Uh, I am in the business development team at Argus Media. Today, I'm joined by uh, Esther Fua, who is our senior editor for LPG based in Singapore. Hi, Esther. How are you today?
1: Hi, David. Thanks for doing this and uh, giving the time on a Friday afternoon.
0: <laughs> Great. It's good to talk to you. Well, we have a very important topic to discuss. Um, which is to do with China LPG uh, pricing and uh, an initiative that we originally launched last year, which has had some developments, which is the Argus Ningbo Index. So, so basically, um, for our listeners who aren't necessarily familiar uh, with the Ningbo Index uh, in the way they might be with, for example, the Argus Far East Index, can you explain what this is and why we launched it last year?
1: Okay, um, I think for Argus, we have been looking at the Argus Limpo Index for some years now. And um, we have been putting, we've put in a lot of work since about two, three years ago, and we finally uh, launched both the contracts and the index last year. Why we did it, you know, it definitely had to do with the rapidly rising volume of LPG imports. Uh, into China and the fact that China is now, you know, number one in Asia in terms of, um, LPG consumption, LPG demand and LPG imports. We felt that we really, um, you know, it was the market was prepared uh, is now ready and we were also ready to sort of uh, respond to uh, market requests, uh, which had come to us from a couple of years back that the, the market was looking for a, uh, an index that um, accurately reflected the, the, the Chinese fundamentals. Because so far, um, the Asian indices uh, that have been used have been the Saudi Aramco contract price, which is, you know, a producer's price uh, index out of the Middle East. Um, we have, of course, the Argus Paris Index, uh, which is a delivered price basis Japan. And and of course, we have the U.S. Mont Bellevue, which is, you know, really a domestic, uh, U.S. domestic price. So I think it is a fair uh, thing to say that the Chinese felt that they needed an index that was truly reflective of their market and their fundamentals, which could be different from, you know, Japan or Middle East or U.S. And I think it was fair uh, for them to to want that because they they are indeed, you know, the biggest importer and consumer in the LPG space. Okay, that um, makes sense,
0: yeah. And then yeah. so so basically you mentioned the far the Far East Index obviously is has become actually increasingly popular for for imports uh, into China and also into other places in East Asia. When it comes to Ningbo, obviously the the immediate difference is is the location, as you you mentioned. What are the other key differences between the Argus Ningbo index and the Argus Far East index?
1: Yes, the Argus Far East Index is half cargo. Uh half cargo CFR delivered price, which is underpinned by the Ginga contract, which is a Japan, uh, contra- Japan-Korea Japan contract. I would say that those two are the key differences to the Ningbo contract as well as the Ningbo index because the contract is priced off the Ningbo uh, delivery point. So it is based on one point as opposed to um, the Ginga contract, which is based on a range. It is based on the Korea-Japan range. So if you were a Chinese importer trying to, Uh, deliver a cargo into China, you don't necessarily get a a saving back, a freight saving back if you were discharging a cargo in South China. Um, And you are basically paying the full range price that goes up to Chiba in Japan if your cargo was coming from Middle East. And conversely, if your cargo was coming from the US, you have to pay more So in a way, uh, you don't get any savings back by using uh, the Ginga contract. Whereas on the Ningbo contract, because it's based priced of one point, if you are taking a cargo further up from Ningbo and your cargo is coming from Middle East, you pay the additional freight differential calculated from Ningbo. And um, if you are taking your cargo to somewhere closer uh, to the Middle East and not, reaching up to Ningbo, you basically get a saving back. So it is viewed as a much more fair way of calculating what the value of a cargo should be based on where you're discharging it. So I would say, yeah, I would say that is um, a key difference. And also the fact that it is a full cargo basis or a full VLGC, it always, it it tends to take away the problems that the market had for several years um, in terms of, shipping economics and shipping different difficulties. And, uh, you know, the, the issues that come with calculating the best value of a cargo, because a full cargo is straightforward. You know, you take it from the loading point and you discharge it at the, at the discharge port. And there's no dispute or issues between, you know, uh, whether it's the charterer or the ship owner or the, you know, sometimes the same cargo goes through several hands. And when it is a half cargo, like the Ginga contracts, that there's always, uh, some issues arising from who's the first charge, uh, sorry, the first port. Lifter and who is the second port lifter and how much more additional I have to pay uh, from moving from one point to another. It is not so complicated if it was just you know but seller to buyer, but um, very often these cargoes go through several hands like a piece of paper even though it's a physical cargo. Um, But it could you know sometimes goes through like uh, 30 pairs of hands. You know there are 30 players in between when you actually have the original seller and the final final receiver in between them there could be as many as 30 uh other players they're just passing on the paperwork okay so it can get so, complicated yeah
0: okay so making it a full cargo is is basically uh much simpler for those for these market players and and i guess also with the the chinese deliveries which are in you know large pdh facilities there's a match there in terms of what they they require uh yes. versus the So
1: it's not just that it is easier, but uh, we also took the view that the market has changed phenomenally today, compared with 20 years ago when the Ginga or FEI was created. The market today is much, much bigger. And the uh, terminal size, you know, the discharge ports, the draft, the kind of vessels that we have today, the the number of vessels we have in a pool, in a fleet, the market definitely can handle a full cargo basis. And in fact, uh, what we see on the spot uh, trading, right? We see a lot of trading actually moving towards and shifting towards uh, the full cargo trading rather than a half cargo. So um, it's not just that it is easier and transparent in terms of pricing, but also it is how the market is shifting from a half cargo to towards a full cargo. And we think it will be even much more the case uh, in the coming decade.
0: Okay, great. And then um, then finally, of course, we are talking about this now because the the key question whenever we launch new prices is how you manage the risk uh, and on, of course on on Argus FEI that's relatively straightforward because we have a highly liquid swaps market for a new listing for, for a new price of course that's not the case at the beginning but uh, we do have a, a, an evolving situation there uh, with the with the launch of um, some risk management tools that t- to explain to our listeners about what's going on with that.
1: Yes. So like you already mentioned, we talked about the contract and the, and the price assessment, uh, the index that we launched, both of them last year. Um, also launched last year was the AOM. Uh, so, you know, we also provided the market with a trading uh, buy-sell platform. Um, and then next Monday, uh, ICE Exchange is going to list the Nippo index swap and futures. So we're kind of like at step four of this process of of a new benchmark. And so the, the fact that it is going to get listed on a major exchange basically means that people who trade the new index are now able to go straight away and do a swap. And they have a paper instrument on hand, which they can hatch uh, the physical cargoes immediately. Of course, the question is liquidity. And I think it's always a chicken and egg thing uh, when people talk about liquidity, right? We are enjoying a very strong liquidity on FEI now. Um, The last I looked, it was 170 million tons last year, by the end of last year. And, um, you know, there are questions about how will will this new index take away, uh, you know, volumes and liquidity from FEI? I think there might be some volume. But I I don't think it will hurt FEI uh, to the extent where you know you can't do FEI anymore. I I think that will that will never that would have never been our intention. I think what we are uh, foreseeing is that the market will grow to a size that can accommodate two indices, um, and we are hoping that this new Chinese index uh, that is a Chinese reflecting instrument will be able to draw out a lot more um, of the Chinese commodities funds and a lot more of the Chinese physical players who haven't been actually hedging enough or at all um, of some of their LPG exposure. And we're ho- we hoping that this Chinese index will, be, will attract this pool of people into the um, hedging and the paper world uh, with this new index.
0: Great. Yeah. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And just uh, for clarity for our listeners there, we are, uh, when Esther says next Monday for launch, that's Monday, the 28th of March. And we're, we're recording this, uh, just, a, just a couple of days before. So, uh, so I think by the time you're listening, this will already be a live listing on, on ice. Uh, so that's good. That's great to hear. And, uh, hopefully, um, yeah, we see this, this take off very well. I think that there's obviously a, a natural progression of, the, the products flowing into China uh with all these PDH parts and so forth. And so as a result, um we have to make sure that we have additional pricing tools for the market. Uh, and I think it's great to see the all the work that uh you and the team have put in on this uh on this important topic. If any of our listeners are interested in understanding more of the details around this, then please don't hesitate to get in touch uh, with Estor or of any of the Argus LPG team. We're always here to Uh, to help the the market understand what we are doing uh, and answer any further questions. So great. Thanks very much, Esther. Uh, Have a very good weekend.
1: Sure. Thanks a lot, David. And uh, definitely I'm looking forward to the weekend in a couple of hours. And thank you very much for giving me the time.